0: Hello there, and welcome to the latest episode of the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Um, I know it's been a long time, but we've been busy with the Sift Taker Cup, which has finally come to its conclusion. So I am joined with uh, one of the main organisers and the guy who, behind the idea, uh, Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And also, I'm um, uh, spoiling it a little bit, but uh, with the winner of the tournament, our very own Tom Reed. Hi there so um it's been uh, a long tournament um well done Ben, uh, for running it and organizing it mate uh, you did a, a cracking job um you know uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, um commentating on a fair few uh, fair few of the games um it's been an interesting tournament uh, with a lot of different lists um obviously Tom. You won the tournament. Is there was there anything that you have seen that you wouldn't expect to have seen or anything that um you like obviously that you come across that you found really interesting um while you've been playing?
1: Yeah, I think the um the big standout interest in this for me was actually my semi final opponent, Eli. Um, lovely guy from the States. Um and it was actually one that you can you can go back and see. Um, it was on stream. Uh, it was the Obi Wan Kenobi, Mace, and Sensei Tin.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, Obi Wan and Mace both with foresight. That one.
1: Yeah, two foresights and seven B, and then uh, Sense R2 Astromech and the calibrated on Sensei uh, Tin.
0: So what what was it about it that really stood out to you?
1: Well, I think it's just the fact that it was it's in, it's incredibly different. It's not a metalist that you'd see knocking around. Certainly it was the first time I'd come across it. Um, and you can see where some of the power lies in it. Um, some of the dial changing abilities with sense, some free attacks with foresight. Um, I can see a lot of the power. Unfortunately, I think uh, he ended up actually being spending more points than me and was moving before Bobber. Um, and therefore Slave 1 counteracted a whole chunk of the the dial changing stuff that he'd got. But I think a bit of practice, and uh, that list looks like it'd be really fun to fly.
0: Interesting, yeah. I mean, it is good. With the we've not seen foresight uh, featured a hell of a lot, really, um, People <coughs> beforehand. Um, and then, then it, when it actually came into fruition, like no one was taking it. Um, do, you, do you reckon there's a reason behind that? Is it the points behind it, or?
1: Am I, I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. The idea is. Obviously, there's the restriction with the bullseye, but it does go out um, at all the ranges now, which is which is good. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe it's something that some people just haven't tried enough. Um, one of those things that's sort of just gone under the radar. Um, that I'm sure there's a, a reason. There. Yeah, I think so. I think it's one of those things that you naturally brush aside until you actually see it work.
2: Now, how many it's- people didn't use layer before and then? the price dropped and we realized it was good the price goes up and we're still using it
1: yeah exactly i think that's one of the good things about the the pro- the point changes really that sometimes you appreciate actually this is just powerful and then we'll stick with it even as the points uh points increase again
2: we've seen that with slave 1 though haven't we no one was using slave 1 before and then suddenly we've all realized that it's amazing <laughs> yeah and most
1: of us have accepted that they could put the points up higher than they were before. And we'd probably
0: and still, still use it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ben, is there
2: any any list that stood out to you that you were interested in? So, I, I just sort of looked over the top 16 for um, just a guess. And I've seen one, uh, Gary Bindoff, and it's got Wolf Waro with Novice Technician and Hull Upgrade, Ten Num, and then Lando with Nien Num and Millennium Falcon. I was just... It's the first time I've seen the uh, what's it called the Azatok. I don't seem to have seen anyone fly one in two at all. I kind of wish I'd seen one of his games. Uh, Jason
0: Denton, he used to fly one.
2: Did he? Wolf I do yeah. At one point oh, I remember. Not in two
0: point oh. Um, no, no. So he's had a build in two point oh. But yeah, you're right. As you, um, as you're right with that, you rightly say, you're not really seeing it, and you're definitely not seeing things like Lando either. Um, so and and. So, I mean, it,
2: it is an interesting in Look what Novice Tech did <laughs> it, At the end of the round You may roll an attack dice To repair one face-up damage card Then on a hit result Expose one damage card
0: I mean, it is interesting uh, To come through some of the lists below as well um, Some of the what we usually see as meta lists You know our, mm. our, it, it is done really well you must have flown that really well Um I think it's... the top 16
1: is actually really good and it highlights um, the variety of stuff that can be played.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think I there's mean... a really
1: good range of lists in that top 16. Everything from your swarm builds, Imperial Aces making a, an appearance there. You've got you've got a ghost, like you say, you've got a through. You've got some of the good ghosts,
2: old...
1: Yeah, the solid um, rebel beef sort of lists. Um, a couple of versions of that. Um obviously Bartosz does incredibly well with his A Wings again. Um but I think it, it shows a really, really good mix of stuff. And then there's a couple of us, I think two or three, um that took Bobber into the top sixteen again. So there's the there's the change of the, the meta sort of powerhouses in there with some really interesting stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the fact that Cor- yeah, Horn what? made it into the top sixteen. Um, was yeah. really surprising for me. You know, Hutt, Corrin yeah. Horn and Harrison St. Julie, I was really surprised. Um, I mean, it hits like a truck, but there's, and there's no doubt about it, but, you know, it, you don't see it generally getting through to cuts. So yeah, that, that was really interesting to see.
1: I think it is worth pointing out that if, when, for people who are looking at what to pick up and what to fly, um, these interesting lists, I think they they almost sometimes have an advantage in some of the swiss rounds but then when it when you get to the sharp end when you get to the cut a lot of these weird and wonderful lists that have had the element of surprise working their way into the cut you'll notice actually only make it to the 16
0: yeah yeah very true yeah
1: and i think that's that's quite an interesting take for me where you start to see the real powerhouses, the real meta powerhouses have just got that slight edge um and also, maybe once you get to the 16, they're piloted by guys who have got enough experience and then say, well, what does this thing that I'm up against do? And that's when maybe some of these weird and wonderful lists, they lose a little bit of their edge.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a fair point, yeah. That definitely, I'd say that's a
2: fair one. I think you see it a lot in larger cuts, don't you? So that They start yeah. off quite varied, and then towards the end you find it's the meta monsters that are still in there.
1: Yeah. Meta monster piloted by the more experienced guys. I think that's when um, you start to see the real strength of some of the
0: lists coming out. Yeah. So speaking of meta monsters, uh, what was your list, Tom? (laughs) Um,
1: Well, mine was the uh, with it
2: himself. I think.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's no surprise to anyone that I've just taken something that has been proven to work and let someone else do all the hardly-spilled work and then just learn how to fly it as well as I'm able to. Um, I tend to make the odd change, um, and all I did in this, um, this instance was I dropped I dropped some points so I could play at 195. Um, so I had a, a, a very standard uh, bobber uh, with jamming bean more... Proton bombs, contraband cybernetics, hull upgrade, fearless, and slave one, which I think is re- fairly regular. Uh, but then Koshko I, drop, I dropped Did
2: down
1: you, uh, to. Uh, sorry, go on. Yeah, Koshka, I dropped down to Jamming Beam, Triple Zero, Seismic, and Rigged. And there was no hull there, basically.
2: Did you
1: drop down to 195 to beat the mirror? Um, sort of for the mirror. Um, but also one of the few lists that I was quite nervous against. I didn't really have a a plan that I was executing overly well. Was the Red Bull Munitions list that ran five, that also ran at Initiative Five. Um, but it could only really play at sort of one nine seven, one nine eight. It needed its points for what it was trying to do. So I just wanted to drop below that. So it all had to move before Bobber, basically.
0: Mm. Fair enough. So speaking of the mirror, you did have a mirror, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> <your round> <laughs> I,
1: I um I, I dropped those points, I got my choice. Um and then I played against a lovely fella, Jason Simmons, round one, who um beat me one hundred thirty nine eighty eight. So it was a uh, cracking way to start the event. <laughs>
2: I think Will knew what I was trying to get at before. It's yeah. <laughs> so like I read your mind.
0: <laughs> yeah. Any chance uh, uh, for me and Ben to have a pop up in
1: <laughs> I'm very glad that was not on stream. That was all of the ways not to fly, Bobber.
0: <laughs> was it? Were you? Did did he fly? Did he not fly it conventionally? Then was it more? you were expecting him to do certain things and then he didn't
1: there was an element of that i think he f- i actually think he flew it really quite solidly I-, I just had one of those days where i played incredibly badly um i mean obviously it's gonna gotta make the odd excuse for myself now but it was my uh first attempt at picking up tts which i'm incredibly glad i stuck with because it's been game-changing for me i've absolutely loved it um so judging ranges was a little bit tricky um and for anyone out there who's just having to go at it stick with it it's fantastic like um put up with a little bit of the hard work at the start and it is really good um and also um i couldn't divide bobber's health in half so i thought i was winning so i ran away and i lost
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was that
2: extra whole upgrade point that 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 yeah. threw you. <laughs> uh,
1: i in, indeed <laughs>
2: I actually had a little tear in my eye there. I <laughs> just imagine in my head you sitting there thinking I've got this one, just need to get away.
1: Yeah, so um, instead of one-harding in and fighting him in the last round, our 3 to are boosted away and I think he was quite um,
2: so,
0: so, I mean, obviously you recovered from that, you got all the way to the final. Now, in the final, you did face Nicholas God. Um, now, um, he did top Swiss with his list um, And he, he did do really well Obviously, coming up into the final um, I'll, I'll read out his list So he was flying Sirisu with Tractor Beam Three Cartel Spacers with Autoblaster um, No, sorry Four Cartel Spacers with auto blaster And two Mining Guild Sentry ties Now, having seen his games previously what, what was your plan going into the final against that?
1: Um, well I knew Bobber was going to be able to do Slave One things um, against the Swarm. And I'd got a whole chunk of bombs, which helped. My plan for how I flew Koska was mainly my problem, and I wasn't sure how to um, really go about that. And in the end, I decided that Koska just needed to fight as long as possible and roll as many red dice as possible, um, just to give something so that Boba wasn't basically on his own um, and trying to dance and, and do all of that stuff really early. I wanted to try and achieve that later in the game, obviously. So early on, I decided that I was just going to effectively create a scenario where Koshka went at, went at it, knowing that they would die. Um, but just to see what I could take with me. Um, and anyone who's watched the game will see that all I ended up doing is rocking up in front of it Uh, reinforcing and hoping for the best um and and basically variance is slightly on my side um as the as the final goes i don't think there's any getting around that however there's also an
2: excellent move with bob though that turn that koshka come in and reinforced you you played it correctly because you turned him away and boosted him behind everything didn't you yeah
1: so koshka took the uh the brunt of the fire, and Bobber managed to slip in on the side, so that nothing was shooting at Bobber. But Bobber had got a range one shot into the side of the swarm. So I was I was chuffed with that. That was exactly basically what I decided I wanted to set up, and then let Bobber sweep in behind the um, the swarm as Koshka absorbs as much fire as possible. And and in reality, Koshka lived for at least one round longer than <laughs> should have. Um, but again. Unfortunately, you know, you roll a lot of unmodified red dice and this can happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I was going to say that you you say variance was on your side. Um, I mean, obviously, he did roll roll a lot of uh, a lot of eyeball results. But because his tactic uh, throughout Swiss and throughout all these other games um, seemed to be a lot of self-bumping and almost relying on that weight of red dice and variance. Yeah, definitely. He didn't get that this time. He he was rolling eyeballs. Now, if he hadn't have self bumped and had the focus,es then he'd have been fine. But he he didn't, which obviously, and Bobber being with Swarms as good as he is, you know, he, he's not going to push the damage through. You know, so uh, I, I'd say variance, yeah, maybe slightly was on your side, but it wasn't. It wasn't the definitive. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it was a it was an it was a calculated risk. Basically to, sh- to decide that if I could get Koshka to trade for even two ships, I felt Bobber would be in a good place. And that's basically what ended up happening. Um, Koshka caused a bit of a jam, a bit of a pile up. And um, and then Bob had got enough space then to start to mop stuff up.
0: Happy days. I mean, for those of you who watched the final, obviously it is, it is on YouTube. It is on our Sift channel. Um, ben, ben has uploaded it. So if you're struggling to understand what we're talking about um, during the podcast, obviously you can go on there and have a look at what we're talking about. Um, looking at his list, um, Tom um, and Ben, um, what, obviously the strength lies in numbers. Can, can you see where the other strengths are as well? you know ben what 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 would you do uh, with tom's list or any list really uh, against um, Nicholas's list what 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 would your game plan be
2: i'd just probably lose <laughs> <laughs> um with tom's list i, f- I feel i kind of tried quite similar but i like i said to tom me and tom spoke like separate that that movie did with bobber i did not expect that at all i thought that was really good um so I'd, I'd probably done the same except wouldn't have managed to get my bobber into such a good position and would have been sad about it. <laughs> I mean I struggle against the swarm in general.
1: Yeah, I think I, it, I think Nicholas's version's really
2: interesting in the sense that
1: you get those extra defensive um rolls which is which is really nice. Um But really, you do need to be in people's faces um, because you haven't got the range three control that the ion and tractor beam version of the list brings. It it plays very, very differently. Um, And therefore, I can understand why the self-bumping takes place because you do need to stay there as a block in front of people and basically try and melt them with those auto blasters. Um, And I suspect, you know, if variance does come off, off on your side a little bit, you are going to melt a lot of stuff with those with with those auto blasters, and you you have got three defense dice. You know, it's um, you're not going to lose ships that quickly in general.
2: Yeah, I was I talking mean, to Nick and he was saying as well that Serasu is actually kind of a trap because yes. people want to kill him. That's your first, everyone looks at him and thinks right, he's the linchpin of the list. And they roll in three dice anyway, so a lot of the times he's not bothered if you're... Because he's obviously Seresu he who tends to keep at range three if he can. He's not that bothered if he loses Seresu. And yeah. the other ships are, are still getting their shots off. Because he's hard yeah, to kill on his own.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a few times in the final where you'll notice that he doesn't spend the focus in offense Yeah. on on Seresu. And and I still put my shots into to get rid of it. But he knows that that's where people want to target their fire. So, therefore, it's a nice ability to spend your focus on the, the cartel spacers, but leave it for defence on that one critical ship.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And and what you were saying there, where getting into the mix and self-bumping, um, we've seen that in his semi-final match. Where uh, Andy's quarterfinal match, where he literally self bumped in the middle of the board to just like stay on top of the other ships and and just keep that pressure on. And it, and to be fair, he he done really well with that list to to keep the pressure on. And like I said, waiting fire is is brilliant as well. Do you know what I mean? It's you're I mean, throwing a lot of time.
1: Something was working. He was unbeaten through to the final in and, yeah. and in a hundred plus player event, you know, there's an awful lot to be said for that. There's quite some run.
0: So, I mean, like like I say, 108 players to get through, you know. Um, I mean, I've got to commend uh, my friend Darren Granger uh, coming 107th. He's done really well there. Um, (laughs) 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 I hope he listens to this back.
2: (laughs) You know, he doesn't. He's already said he won't listen unless he's on it.
0: (laughs) Well, there we go. Uh, so I mean I, I, I think all in all it was an excellent tournament um, I mean some of the games uh, a lot of the games now are on YouTube um, obviously Ben you've uploaded a lot of the games um, We, we have,
2: we've streamed I have uploaded everything
0: yeah so you know if anyone wants to catch any of the semi-finals even, the, even in the round games there is quite a few um, I really enjoyed commentating on it um, Ben so for others out there Wanting to run tournaments on TTS and and things like that, have you got any advice on how to how to run it? You know, was it was it difficult? Was it time-consuming?
2: So, I'd never used TT, um, TTO before, in my, like at all. So I just basically I'd been I just made us one and then I made a fake one and just played around with it to figure it out. And that's the best advice I can give anyone: just just make a fake event and practice, that, like learn how it works. Oh, go from Happy and so somewhat
0: from a player's aspect what what did you enjoy about it was it easy to get your games and things like that was it
1: yeah i mean like i say i um like i said earlier i'd never picked it up before before the event and so for me having the event in the first place was a huge thing to encourage me to go and and learn and now i absolutely love it i think it's a fantastic tool um i'm going to use this an awful lot now to get my testing in um, long after we were allowed to return to the tabletop. I can't see it disappearing for me, this. Um, tournament was brilliant. It was quite an interesting one. Um, I spoke to a few of our guys like early on and explained that I actually found it quite hard to sort of get into that tournament mindset, sort of sat in a room on, in my own house, um, which was quite an interesting difference for me. Um, but as the tournament went on, I got a bit more used to it, got a bit more used to... How it was going to play and how it was going to feel, and um, I, I think it's a, it's phenomenal. I can't talk it up enough, really. Um, I I've loved it. And if anyone wants a game, send me a message. I'm addicted to it now.
0: <laughs> well, obviously, Ben, you you are running another knockout tournament. Um, <coughs> I don't know if you want to mention much about it. Obviously, um, do you know when it's starting?
2: Anything like that? Um, Thirteenth of next month, I think. Okay. Sure it's basically all it is. Is I'm just running something to keep everyone interested while we just arranged the next season of the league. It just gives me time to get all the the new like league set up, and then we need. I need to actually have a chat with some people like like us. Like decide how are we going to, how many people are going to get relegated up and down each turn. You know, just little things like that, and see what everyone think before I, sort of, published the idea. But the knockout tournaments just—it's literally like a top court. You lose, you're out. All right, fair enough.
0: That,
2: that's generally <laughs> the gist of it. Generally, the idea behind a knockout, mate. Yeah. Well, you say yeah, that, put, but I thought that, and then the Rich Polly has put a message and asked me what a knock what it is. So I thought I'd explain.
0: Ah, uh, that's that's Rich Polly, though. Yeah. So I was
2: just assuming that you know someone else might be as thick as Rich. I don't <laughs> believe that. <Okay. laughs> I can't believe you
0: said that. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> right. um, so, yeah, great. Uh, if anyone want, does um, want to join the knockout, obviously look for the thread on the uh, Sith Taker page and you know give us a shout. Um,
2: it is the 13th of
0: um, next month. 13th of next month, cool. Yeah. Um, is there any other points we want to cover?
2: I'd just I think like just... to get out Go there um if anyone is interested in joining the league, just send the take page a message and when I do the leagues again, I'll put you in and let you know that I've done it. I've got a couple of people who've already messaged me. Wicked, Tom?
1: No, uh, Just to say, uh, thanks for running it initially. I think it's been, um, it's been really great um, to get those games in and encourage people to keep playing X-Ring and um, and also push TTS forward as an alternative to Vassal. Um, I think it's been, I think it's been great. Um And I guess also then just finally to mention, hopefully we'll be back at some point soon to talk about uh, the much anticipated points update.
0: Yeah, Uh, certainly uh, there is rumour and possibly confirmed, you said to me earlier, Tom, that uh, the points drop um, is this week. So um, if it is, we will get on that as soon as possible and get an an episode out there we're not going to do a speculation episode uh, because i think like you said earlier tom to uh, to uh, in our group um, basically it's going to be a case of yeah slave one's going to go up and then just random speculation and um, we may as well wait for the points drop see what it um, beholds and then put an episode out after that um but yeah um Thank you for everyone for taking part. Everyone who did take part, we really appreciate it. Um, thanks, Ben, for running it as well for us. Um, it's been a pleasure commentating on it. Um, all that's left to say is uh, goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. Goodbye from Tom.
1: See you later, folks.
0: And goodbye from me. Till the next time on the Sift Takers Snapshots podcast. Ta.